...organize society through proselytizing rather than politics. It also excludes extremist groups, such as Al-Qaeda, that advocate and practice violent jihad. But the book's focus on mainstream Islamists is warranted, because although terrorist groups generate headlines, more moderate groups enjoy far deeper and broader support in the Muslim world— and thus pose a more profound long-term challenge to secular states of all kinds. They are genuine social movements with concrete near-term goals. If they support the idea of a global caliphate, they consider it a distant dream. In the here and now, they seek accommodation with existing institutions and build support by setting up charities that fill the gap left by poor governance in much of the Muslim world. With the goodwill this generates... They try to persuade people to return to Islam through piety, attending mosque, praying openly in public spaces, and for women wearing the veil. They do not overtly contest the legitimacy of secular governments, but instead try to influence them. They enter into the electoral arena when allowed to do so and are open to joining political coalitions. They reject the practice of takfir, accusing other Muslims of apostasy, and do not promote armed insurrections, except against Israel. They take up arms rarely only when under attack. And although they accuse Western powers of neocolonialism and cultural aggression, they always keep the door open to contacts and negotiation. It should be noted that critics and opponents of such groups have long accused them, usually without much evidence, of having hidden agendas— and of practicing doublespeak to disguise far more radical intentions and beliefs. This is a somewhat familiar portrait, but in recent years it has been placed in an unfamiliar frame, owing to what Hamid and McCants call the Twin Shocks, the 2013 military coup in Egypt, which brought down a freely elected Islamist-led government after it had spent barely a year in power, and the 2014 emergence of an ISIS statelet in the wake of the group's brutal rampage through Iraq and Syria. There was, of course, an earlier shock as well, the so-called Arab Spring of 2010 through 11, which brought mainstream Islamists more influence and power than they had ever enjoyed before. But far from clarifying the nature and trajectory of Islamism, these shocks have seemed to only further muddy the water. As Hamid and McCants write, after decades speculating on what Islamists would do when they came to power, analysts, academics, and Islamists themselves finally have an answer. And it is confusing. Context versus Essence to illuminate the subject, the contributors to Rethinking Political Islam wisely set aside theoretical debates about Islamist ideology and examine the practices and policies of Islamist parties in recent years. The book devotes chapters to developments in nine countries in the Middle East, North Africa, and Asia. Their experiences run the gamut. After the 2010 through 11 revolutions, Islamists won elections in Egypt, Morocco, and Tunisia, whereas in Libya, Syria, and Yemen they were immediately embroiled in messy civil wars. No uprisings took place in Jordan or Kuwait, but Islamist parties in both places, which have a long tradition of participating in elections and working within existing institutions, 
were nonetheless energized by the upheavals elsewhere. The same was true of Islamist parties in Pakistan and Southeast Asia. Despite this variety, analyses of political Islam in these places tend to fall into two categories. The first might be called the contextualist view, which holds that the policies and practices of Islamist movements are driven less by ideology than by events and sees such groups as reactive and adaptive. So, for example, the harsh repression faced by the Egyptian Muslim Brotherhood in the 1960s produced a more cautious approach from the movement's leadership, coupled with radicalization on its fringes. In turn, the political opportunities supplied by the 2010-11 through 11 revolts led the group to enter the electoral game, as the political scientist Stephen Brook notes in his contribution to Rethinking Political Islam. Contextualists believe that Islam...